everybody, and welcome to episode number two of the Nordcast. Today is Monday, August 22nd. I'm joined here with Carter. How's it going? And Jack. What's up, everyone? And it is episode two of our wonderful podcast. I'd like to thank you all for the support on episode one. Uh, about like 120 plays, which is unbelievable. Uh, we did not only get views from USA and Canada, but we also got some listens from Europe as well, which was pretty impressive. Uh, so Nordcast is international. Yeah, we are international. Heck yeah. Uh, but a lot has happened uh, since we made our last pod. It was about two weeks or a little less than two weeks ago since we made our last one. And boy, a lot of stuff has happened. Um, including today we are actually going to be interviewing a pro player, Michael McNiven. So we were thankful for that opportunity and we, we were able to interview him about a week ago and, uh, we cannot wait to share it with y'all. But at first we got some stuff we got to talk about. So the biggest one, the biggest one's probably going through everybody's head right now is the Nazem Kadri signing. It finally freaking happened. And Nobody really expected. I don't think you guys expected it. I think everyone thought the Islanders and we thought it was set in stone. And we were even talking last last podcast about how it's so set in stone that Kadri's going to the New York Islanders. Yeah. Nope, didn't happen. Uh, he signed with the Calgary Flames, actually, which was a team that was also brought up in our last podcast. And uh, they also uh, I'll throw this in here. The Flames also did trade Sean Monahan along with a first round pick over to the Montreal Canadiens. Um People not giving Ken Hughes enough credit. He did get a first-round pick. Although the conditions are confusing as hell, um, he did get a first-round pick. So, Kadri to the Flames. Uh, we talked about how, you know, the Flames may be better or worse. They got Huberto and Weger back. They lost Kachuk and Goudreau. Has your guys' opinions changed on Calgary since they got Kadri now? Whoever wants to go. Yeah, uh, they have. They've gotten a lot better. I, I'm I'm now loving this team a lot more. Um, not not as much as a lot of people would think after getting Kadri. Um, he did have a breakout year, an unbelievable year. Um, but at the same time, it's gonna come down to consistency. Is he going to be able to um to produce at that same level as he did in Colorado? Um, because if he can't, this is just going to be a, a bad signing for them. But I, I do still think he's found his groove and I think he can keep that up in Calgary. So, um, I, I still don't think they're going to jump to number one in the Pacific again, though, but I, I really do like this team a little bit more now. I think that definitely they could be a second place team. Now we had them at third. I think they could be a lock for second now in that division if everything pans out. And again, yeah. Um, I said this with the Islanders. I don't think I said it on the podcast. I said it somewhere um, that although he's going into a worse top six, and I'm, no disrespect to Calgary, but I think everyone in this in this room can agree right now that Colorado's top six is way better than Calgary's. Um, I yeah. do think that he still he may not put up the insane points he put up this year, but I feel I still think he's a pretty consistent 80, 85 point score maybe at max. Uh, but anyways, I remember Jack's opinion. Jack said that. You know, they lost two 100-point scorers, and I think they may be worse. Has your opinion changed, Jack? What do you think? Uh, what I say? I said they're going to be, like, second Pacific, I think I said that. Uh, I yeah. think they'll still be, what, second or third. But, yeah, they got Kadri, which is huge. Uh, I don't know what the islands are doing. They got to lock him up. But, uh, yeah, we were texting in that group chat, and um, – what I say, I said, uh, 
that the Islanders should have the deal done by the time we record our first podcast. And then uh, Evan goes, yeah, 1,000%. <laughs> so, and then the Islanders yeah. didn't end up doing it. But yeah, my opinion really hasn't changed on Calgary, but I think they'll be better. But that's just me. I don't know. Well, I mean, I also said in a million different areas saying that Kadri's 100% coming to New York. It's going to happen. It has to happen. It, 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 it's pretty much already happened. The contract just hasn't been filed yet. I probably jinxed yeah. the Islanders. If Islanders fans want to blame someone, they can blame me and not Lou. Well, let's be honest, though. Almost every insider got this wrong, though. Yeah, pretty yeah, Everyone was saying Islanders. And I saw a bunch of tweets. Um, uh, This is not a dig at insiders at all, but it was like a tweet that said, uh, NHL insiders got to do a better job. They just basically said, oh, it's quiet around Kadri. It's got to be Lou Lamorello and the Islanders. But I don't know. It was very, very quiet around there, even though it wasn't Lou, but yeah. Yeah, it was. Calgary was obviously one of Kadri's, um, well, Calgary was always, oh, Calgary was talking to Kadri uh, since the beginning of free agency. So more or less, I think, I think this was kind of planned for a while. Calgary was always in the back of Kadri's head and maybe, maybe there was something in place. Maybe, maybe. Kadri was just waiting for the Islanders to move out some money, and he was thinking, well, maybe then when they move out, whatever player they were going to move out, they he could just come in and sign. But I guess he got too impatient. Maybe the Islanders took too long. or Maybe there was nothing in place to begin with. Maybe there was nothing at all, and all these insiders were just speculating all this stuff. And maybe, I mean, honestly, part of me, there's some insiders you can really trust, and there's some insiders you really can't. And that's why I don't rely on some of the people like David Pagnota is one of them. Pagnota said that the the Blackhawks were looking to trade Kane. I made a freaking TikTok about it. It was, and then twenty minutes later, the rumor was killed. I was like, yeah, no. So I mean, there's some insiders that you can rely on. Like Freeman's pretty reliable. Um, Sarah Valley's pretty reliable. Dreger's pretty reliable. But apart from those core three, I don't really trust anyone else. So, I mean, that's just me. I don't know, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but anyways, any final thoughts on Kadri to the Flames, and then we'll get into more in depth with the Islanders. Mm, yeah, I just, not really. Just big L, big L for the Islanders. <laughs> it, it really is a big. I, L. I, and now I will say one thing: we did predict them. We did get the money in the years right, so we weren't a hundred percent wrong. Yeah, that, that so we did just, say that. Just wrong team. <laughs> yeah, just just we forgot the one key part: just the wrong team. Uh, but. Now you might be asking for the New York Islanders. Well, what now? What 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 happens next for the New York Islanders? Because they're without Kadri, mm-hmm. and that was going to be their huge offseason move. Now they've done almost nothing. Of course, the day we make the freaking podcast, they decide to sign their remaining RFAs. So our so me coming in here ranting about them doing nothing is killed because uh, they signed Romanoff, Bellows, and Dobson the contracts, which they weren't bad contracts necessarily, but I mean. Islanders fans were obviously trying to get Kadri. And then it came out a few days later, and we knew this was going to come out, that the Islanders just couldn't move money. And <laughs> that's a pretty common thing we've seen this offseason, um, where just teams can't move out money and acquire a player like Johnny Gaudreau. Philadelphia, I'm looking right at you. And um, Kadri with the Islanders. So it's rough. And now the question you really ask is, well, what now? I mean, this is pretty much the same team from last season. Yeah, just with a 
key element, like a new player in Romanov. But other than that, this is looking like kind of the exact same squad. Yeah, it's tough to see them in a playoff spot next year uh, in a tough Metro division. They're probably going to be what bottom, bottom two, bottom three. Uh, yeah, so just tough to see them in a playoff spot right now. I think they still have some money. Maybe they go out and get a piece or two. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what they do the rest of the offseason. Yeah, there are I'm guys finding out there. them. Yeah, there go go. There are mm-hmm. there are guys out there that they could go out and get. Like there's guys like I mean Milano's still out there. Sam Steele's another. There's some guys out there that they can maybe try and try and go and get. Maybe just add, add to some additional middle six, maybe depth forwards. But apart from that, really, I I mean it's not a horrible thing that this team is the same because you could look at last season saying well they missed the playoffs but then you could look at last season saying well they had half of their roster had COVID at one point in the season they started off the season on the road they couldn't even win in their own arena and just you know it was rough for them a hundred percent and it wasn't wasn't ideal definitely Okay, so any last-minute thoughts here on the New York Islanders? What do you guys think of them? Same old, same old. They're going to be same, if not a little bit worse, in that division. Yeah. Yep. All right. And anyways, uh, that wraps up our time for right now. Anyways, our next thing that we're going to get into is the interview for goaltender Michael McNiven. The first time any of us, I'm, I'm pretty, maybe not for Jack, actually. Um, Jack might have actually interviewed a couple uh, baseball players, but or not. Wait, am I wrong? Oh, that's no. Not, uh, <laughs> my bad. I my did bad. a report outside Wrigley. My bad. Uh, anyways, um, oh, stop embarrassing Jack. Anyways, enjoy the Michael McNiven interview. All right, so we are joined here today with somebody who has been on quite the journey in his pro hockey career. Uh, born July 9th, nineteen ninety-seven, in Winnipeg. Uh, he had quite the quite the junior career with the Owen Sound Attack, was a CHL slash OHL goalie of the year, was an OHL first all-rookie team, was an OHL first all-star team, went undrafted, signed with the Laval Rocket, the Montreal Canadiens, minor league affiliate, spent four seasons with them, and then made his NHL debut uh, this past year with Montreal. We have Michael McNiven today on the Nordcast. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good, buddy. Uh you know, just trying to live my day uh, the best as I can and, you know, just uh, spending time with uh, friends and family. Good, good, good. Uh, so more or less what we have here today is six questions for you, uh, two from each of us. One's a pro-related type question and then one's a completely random off-topic uh, type question. So anyways, uh, let's get into it here. So we'll start off with Jack because he has to go to work soon. So Jack, if you want to start off with your pro-related type question. Yeah. So, uh, oh, sorry. Okay. sorry buddy. No, my, uh, no, that's I, right. I don't know. My girlfriend st- started playing my Google home for some reason. She's not even here. <laughs> sorry. Go All on. Right. So my question is, uh, your favorite player growing up? Uh, my favorite player growing up was, uh, actually probably Ray Emery. Um, you know, he had a few solid years when he was in Ottawa and, uh, I was also a big Danny Heatley fan uh, when he was with Ottawa as well. So, um, you know, that was kind of my childhood combo uh, player goalie. And, uh, you know, Ray Emery was a great goalie. He loved to fight. 
he loved to, you know, play the game. And um, unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago. But, uh, you know, I just loved watching him. And he was definitely um, the guy that I consistently watched growing up. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Ray as well. It's unfortunate that he, he passed on. Yeah. Um, Carter, you're up next with your pro question. My pro question? Yeah, so uh, what's it like kind of playing professional hockey, like the atmosphere kind of when you're on the ice and just kind of the the players that you're with and all that kind of stuff? I think, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time in one organization, so I got to see a lot of the same thing. And, uh, you know, like the Montreal Canadiens, the Laval Rocket, the fans are, uh, you know, there's no other fans like them. Uh, you know, they're pretty crazy in Montreal and whether you're winning or losing. And, um, you know, being able to play in front of uh, that crowd for the last five years, I got to see a lot of the same people, a lot of the same fans. Um you know, get the support from the same people at all times. And, uh, you know, it was just great. Uh, I had a great time. You know, I still live here, actually. My daughter's here. So, um, you know, I love it here. It's a, it's a great city, a great hockey place. And, um, you know, I'm probably going to be spending quite a few more years here. So I love it. Yeah. And um, always great. And, you know, it was obviously, I hope it was your dream, <laughs> hopefully. But um, it's must be pretty surreal to uh, live that live that life. Um, anyways, my pro question is kind of well, you know, what would be your first advice to other goalies slash players? You know, kind of just starting out. I know you specialize most likely in goalie, um, goalie type careers. So, what would be your advice to somebody starting out? I know a lot of people uh, and their parents, they, you know, they get stuck in the holding of getting their kids to the NHL and they got to go to camps and do this movement and do that movement. But I think all that matters at especially a really young age is just stop the puck. I think uh, people sometimes, you know, they get too carried away with, you know, trying to make their kid the next carry price or trying to make their kid, you know, a, a certain goalie. And it's just, you're you're gonna be your own goalie no matter what no one's the same everyone's a bit different and uh at a young age and you're starting out just the job is to stop the puck so just stop the puck yeah doesn't matter how to go about it yeah all right anyways um move on to our completely random type questions so we'll start off with jack here first again All right, so mine is your favorite sports team besides hockey. My favorite sports team besides hockey? Well, for uh, I like I used to play a lot of soccer when I was younger, so uh, I like Manchester United for soccer. But, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say nowadays I don't really pay too much attention to it. But, uh, you know, if I'm watching football, it's the Green Bay Packers and um, – yeah, I love both those teams growing up. Uh, I've always kind of cheered for them. I kind of stopped watching the, those sports as of lately, but with everything with COVID and everything, it kind of made it hard for us. But, um, yeah, the Packers and Manchester United are my two favorite uh, professional sports teams. Are you a Dodgers fan too? We're in the Dodgers camp? Uh, no. Nope, I am not. <laughs> okay. Nope. <clears throat> Just wear it. Uh, it's the only hat I've had for probably a year now. So, 
All black. I like it. Oh, yeah. It is a nice hat. Uh, anyways, yeah. Carter. By the way, Carter is actually from your hometown, Winnipeg. So, Oh, nice. Cool yeah. connection there. So we already, we already have a little bit of chemistry there. So Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's good. All right, so uh, my non-hockey question is, what's your favorite city that you've like just been to, whether it's for hockey or just on a nice little vacation? What's kind of your favorite place that you've been to? Um, I don't know. Probably, uh, I would probably either have to say, uh, you know, I got to travel a lot this year being called up to the NHL. I kind of did like uh, all the way down east. Uh, like southeast all the way up southwest all the way up back to Montreal uh, was a really long road trip we had right after Christmas and uh, there's a lot of beautiful cities I don't know I you know Tampa Florida is obviously always a good one it's just the weather and the ocean and everything makes it uh, you know that much better but uh, there are also places like uh, Vegas is you know really nice nice and warm and um, again, didn't really get to do much because of COVID. You weren't really allowed to leave uh, your hotel and stuff like that, or at least you weren't supposed to. And, uh, you know, uh, I think Colorado was another nice city. And, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy how different when you go there with the elevation, how much it really does screw around with you. It's, uh, you know, it's, it was an eye-opener for me. I wasn't uh, really expecting it to be that much harder on the ice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I've been to Tampa before. Very nice city. Um, Colorado as well. Mm-hmm. But um, my pro co- or my unrelated question is, what is your favorite movie? I mean, that's a really random off-topic question, but you know, I've always wondered this for some hockey players. If you have time to really watch, yeah, it. I uh, I do. I haven't watched many as of late. I'm trying to think. I mean. I feel like it's just, uh, you know, it's probably have to be a typical answer like Step Brothers, Will Ferrell, something like that. I mean, okay. old kind of uh, now it's getting old. Those movies uh, are starting to get old now. So, I mean, but I mean, it's it's going to be a classic. I think everyone pretty well knows that movie. And if you oh, haven't yeah. seen it, it's a must watch anyway. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's quite a it's quite a funny movie. I've watched it before. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, since we do have a little bit more time left, I have one more question. Have you been watching the World Juniors? And if so, I mean, who are you rooting for? I mean, you're probably rooting for Canada, but if you have been or... Uh, to be honest, I I don't... Uh, I haven't watched any of it. I don't have uh, cable. I just right. have, like, Netflix, uh, Crave, Prime. I have, like, the stereotypical streaming uh, thing, so I don't pay for... Uh, cable but i do you know obviously i always cheer for canada i'm canadian so i do hope they uh they win maybe uh the semis and the finals i'll go somewhere sit down and watch it but uh no i have not really watched it that much and uh yeah i've just been focusing on my own day-to-day stuff and training and whatever what yeah makes sense and i feel it with the cable stuff i don't have cable either so it's really difficult to watch <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. But uh, if anybody, if you guys have anything left to ask him, uh, you can feel free to. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, McNiven, if you want to plug anything, uh, like Instagram, I mean, you're not, but if you want to. 
No, uh, I'm good. You, uh, you, I can give you guys the all my details afterwards and uh, can figure it out, whatever you want to do with my Instagram on your posts and stuff. All right. Well, thank you. We appreciate this opportunity. Uh, you are indeed our first ever pro hockey player that we've interviewed, so we appreciate you um, taking the chance on us and coming on to our our show. No problem. Enjoy, guys. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. We'll see you. All righty. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that Michael McNiven interview. Anyways, we're going to get into some headlines now uh, that have happened in the past two weeks. The World Juniors. Uh, Canada won gold in the World Juniors, and Mason McTavish was the MVP. Uh, Finland additionally won silver, and Sweden actually won bronze. I'm sure Carter is laughing at Canadian right now. I I have been, I have been, because it's just it's just so sweet when like your bitter rival like just gets first rounded, like oh it's just it's just the best, and then you go on route to win a gold medal. Oh, it's it just it just gets me feeling nice and warm inside. You know, does, it, does that happen with you guys? Um, two years ago, yeah, yeah, two yeah. years ago, two years ago was pretty great. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Hey, you guys can enjoy your fifth gold medal while we're going to go for 20 next year. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Sounds <laughs> yeah. good. Dude. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, Latvia is going to beat y'all next year. So it's, it's, yeah, I'm going to beat everyone. I, I got, I got Latvia winning uh, the silver. I, I don't have them dethroned in Canada, but I got them winning the silver. When they made the qualifiers, I actually literally had Latvia winning bronze. I was, th- I was I, thinking they could maybe push for bronze. They honestly could have, though. That's they, the they thing. If, let's be honest. If Latvia would have made it further than the United States, I would have clowned you guys till the end of existence. Literally, even I, Canada. If yeah, that would have happened, okay you guys could have clowned me for the rest of existence. Because if you let Latvia, who isn't known for their hockey, pass you, like do better in a tournament than you, there's no coming back from that. I'll be honest. There's no coming back from that. It would be a good story, at least. It, it would be awesome. It would have been. And it really stinks that they lost to Sweden because this team just – I mean, I watched both of the both of the games. I watched the game against Shecky and I watched the game against Sweden. You know, this team and their chemistry, they just looked overall like – they knew they weren't supposed to be there and they really embraced it. And they, they almost yeah, got I mean, past Sweden. Like, it really it, came That was a very close there. game. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm proud of, I'm proud of that group. Um, but they just couldn't yeah. do it. And I think that right. might mean there might be some good coming in the future for Latvia. Who knows? I agree. I agree. But uh, shifting away from a uh, shifting a little bit away from Latvia here, that McTavish save though. Can we talk about that? Yeah, that was incredible. a thing of beauty. Oh my goodness! I thought it was in. I, I literally thought Finland wanted it. I was like, I literally, I, I forget. I was on call with my one friend, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. I'm like, I thought it went in. And I was like, cheer, and I'm like, what? It, it it was absolutely insane. Like McTavish should just yeah. become a goalie. A couple guys put their like, arms up too. So yeah, yeah. Even yeah, I, I saw that. Crazy. I was like, oh my god, it went in. Yeah, and, um, that's gotta hurt for Finland. Oh, yeah. I know, man. Inches away from coach, a gold medal, especially like the coach. What does the coach think of that? Yeah, they're, they're celebrating too early too. Horrible luck. <laughs> yeah. Well, they came back down two nothing. They they forced overtime. So that, that I mean like. Honestly, like that's still good for them. That is but, true. Yeah. They fight back. Uh, they made it. A it's lot- it's hard when you play Canada. Yeah. Yeah. 
anyways, moving on here from World Juniors, uh, we have some really unfortunate news here regarding Montreal Canadiens goaltender Carey Price. It looks like he's going to miss the entire 2022-2023 season with an injury. It's not looking so good. Uh, I think, honestly, that we probably might have seen the last of Price. Just to be entirely yeah. Honest. It, it's getting it's getting close to that point. There's it re- it really a lot sucks. of injuries. It really sucks because he's 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 an amazing goalie and has been he's been an amazing goalie. But injuries injuries happen and they kill some players. And Price might be one of those players that gets taken down by injuries. And it is unfortunate. Um, yeah, it seems like a lot of people. I mean, Price seems to be like a fan favorite, not just with Montreal but in the NHL all around. So it is unfortunate to see him go. Uh, maybe, maybe this might not be the end of him. Maybe he keeps fighting, but it's not looking so good right now. Um, but anyways, uh, moving on here, um, some talk here with the Toronto Maple Leafs and Rasmus Sandin, and it appears a contract is not close and it's looking like maybe it's becoming more and more likely that maybe a team steps in and says, Hey, we want Sandin and throws him an offer sheet, which could very well happen. So Sandin, obviously Mm -hmm. I'm worried about that. Wait, I'm not worried about that. Least fans should be worried about that. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on here to some more injury news. Nolan Patrick is expected to be on LTIR for the start of the season again. <clears throat> that is also really unfortunate because Nolan Patrick um, went through a lot. Went through migraines. He had he missed an entire year with migraines for the Flyers. Was traded to the Knights. Got some injuries there. He really never yeah. really got a chance to get his career kicked uh, off. Yeah, it, it it's kind of sad cuz you know he's he's even from Winnipeg as well. So yeah. I and he played for Brandon so I would like watch him a few times like I'd see him and I was like this kid is he's something special. And then when the Flyers ended up picking him I was like oh my goodness like we got a superstar but of course, injuries and all that stuff kind of takes a toll, and it it, it sucks because that's how we lose a lot of great players and just in sports in general. Yeah, you never want to see that from a young guy. No. Yeah, that that's it's not just in hockey too. There's other sports where that happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, finally, in our headlines here, we got something with the Chicago Blackhawks. They have signed Stanley Cup champion Jack Johnson to a one-year, nine hundred fifty k contract. It's crazy how you can go from a Stanley Cup champion to a team who's likely going to be last next season. Jack, how do you feel this improves the team? Is this team close to a Stanley Cup now? Uh, I think this is actually helping them with the number one overall pick this year, Jack <laughs> Jack Johnson. Uh, <laughs> actually, on opening night, uh, Avalanche and Blackhawks, he scored that highlight real goal, first goal of the year. Oh, yeah. And I was I like, what that. the? I was like, who is this guy? How did he just do this? <laughs> Jeez. Now he's the on the on a breakaway. Yeah, yeah. so that isn't too happy. Yeah. Okay, so well, speaking of Chicago, we're gonna talk about them in their next topic. But our main base for this upcoming talk is the Ottawa Senators pursuing defenseman Jacob Chikrin of the Arizona Coyotes. So obviously, we've heard rumors probably since I think the beginning of last season of Chikrin potentially being on his way out from the Arizona Coyotes and this and that, and how he's going to get traded to this team and that team. We thought he was going to get traded last deadline. He didn't, but now it's looking more and more likely he's going to get traded uh, before the beginning of next season. And it looks like the Ottawa Senators are the leading team for him right now. Uh, Per Brent Wallace, uh, the price for Chikorin is pretty freaking hefty. 
and it's going to take a lot for any team to get him. It's looking like two first-round picks, a high-end prospect, and it looks like if Ottawa does get him, the Coyotes are willing to take on Nikita Zaitsev for Jacob Chikrin. Does that offer seem outrageous? Like, that is uh, I I think I think so. But maybe if you move him to uh, a good team like Ottawa, well, not necessarily good. We don't know how they're going to be next year. I'm assuming they'll mm-hmm. be good. But if you move him over there, I really like what Ottawa's doing. They got my guy to bring it. Uh, who else? Uh, Drew. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like if the Senators do this. Just, yeah. you know, if they don't give up Zaitsev, that'd be – That'd be good for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, I, I think like the price for Trickern, like that's definitely high. But at the same time, you got to think Jacob Trickern, he's a very solid defenseman. Um, I, I definitely love this like Senators roster if they could end up getting him. Um, one thing I love about the Senators, if anybody follows like the NFL, I think that they're kind of like the Cincinnati Bengals of the NHL, where they have a very stacked offense and their defense is meant but can play out of their mind. Yeah, if they if their defense can somehow play out of their mind, I like this team a lot. Yeah. And I mean, if they add Chickren to that blue line, you got Chickren and Shabbat as your two top defenders. And I mean, who knows? I mean, they probably would have to give up. They maybe would have to give up Jake Sanderson for Chickren. But if they could somehow hold on to Sanderson, that is a pretty solid uh, top four overall uh, for Ottawa. And I do want to throw this in there. Last season in 2021, uh, Chikrin actually had better stats than Victor Hedman. So I do want to throw that in there. And that is why for mm-hmm. a year I was riding the Chikrin over Hedman train. Uh, but now I don't really believe that. But anyways, going back to what Jack said, this team is really stacked. Um, I think this team made a lot of really good offseason moves. They got to bring Cat for draft picks, which I mean, if I mean, there were rumors saying that that was the best trade on the table. Uh, or best offer on the table for Chicago, which is really weird because you'd think they get more back from another team. Yeah, it, it was really weird. I heard to the me, Kings but, are going to give up Turcotte. Yeah, I thought the really Kings were going to give up. Wow, more. and that is something. And I'll, I'll touch base with the Kings here. The Kings have only made one notable offseason acquisition. That was Kevin Fiala, but they've always been in with other teams. So it's really weird how they just couldn't get the brink. Just not able to get the best deal. Uh, but Chicago. Obviously got some picks back in return. The fly, uh, Flyers. Uh, well, yeah, that was his former team. The Sens obviously signed Claude Giroux. Pain. Just <laughs> pain. I need to get. I had that on my old phone. Yeah, I need to get a new one. I need to figure that out. Uh, but obviously, Sens got some new players back in return, and they look really good heading into next season. They got a really solid top six, a really young uh, bottom six. They, they have a bright future, definitely. And uh, I'm going to throw yeah. this in here. Do y'all think they make the playoffs in that competitive Atlantic division? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love so. their chances. I love their chances. Uh, well, not love their chances, but I like their chances. I think if they end up making it into the postseason, I think they'll go on a miracle run. I'd like to see that. Yeah, that could happen, especially for a team who's been bad the past, like, what, five, six years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, it may not feel like a long time for some. It sure as hell feels like a long time for Sense fans. But, um, it really does. It's sad. It doesn't seem that long ago this team was in the conference finals playing against Pittsburgh. And it's crazy how much this team has changed since then. Just unbelievable. They went through a whole rebuild. Uh, but uh, I do I do think they could make the playoffs. I think it's definitely possible. Um, we have teams like Boston. Obviously, they're going to have some players injured. 
Uh, Marshawn is a key one. McAvoy, they're going to have those guys out for probably the beginning of the year. And I think this is what's going to kill Boston's chances of making the playoffs. So maybe Ottawa or Detroit, in fact. I was saying Detroit as well. Maybe they could come sneak in and um, go and take one of those spots. So it really all depends. Um, I think Ottawa probably makes it through a wild card spot. I don't think they finish top three unless if a team falls through. But anyways, um, they are definitely one of it, one of the more interesting teams heading into next season. Uh, so anyways, any last-minute thoughts on the Ottawa Senators pursuing Chikrin and just overall where they go next year? I'm rooting for them. It's all I'll say. I'm, I'm all in on that Sens bandwagon, I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm yeah. all in on that. My favorite player in the league is over there now. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, your, your favorite guy. Uh, maybe not your favorite guy, but um, anyways, one of, one of your other favorite players, uh, moving on to our last topic here, may actually be on his way out as early as next trade deadline, or maybe even as early as the beginning of next season, depending on what happens. The Oilers um, have made some headlines saying that they are plan A, Patrick Kane, and plan B, Phil Kessel. That is a pretty um, pretty um, wide gap between plan A and plan B. Uh, but that does mean Patrick Kane, it's going to it's gonna take a lot to get Patrick Kane maybe. Do the Oilers have enough to get it? And Jack, I'm going to ask you since you're a Blackhawks fan, what would be your ideal trade for Patrick Kane that doesn't involve Connor McDavid? <laughs> yeah, uh, it'd be nice to get McDavid, but um, that won't happen. Uh, you know, probably... Uh, I mean, looking at the asking price for Chitrin, that's like, I, I don't know. I, I'd probably be looking for the same thing for Kane, maybe even more because I feel like Kane's better than him. But uh, yeah, probably a couple first rounders, a couple prospects, maybe even a player or two, young player mm-hmm. or two. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. It's hard to imagine him in any other uniform, but it's going to happen soon, probably at the trade deadline. Yeah. So yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to hard to kind of imagine him in another jersey. Yeah, but that's what I was saying. I, uh, I know. Yeah, I I did I did get Jack a little bit. I sent him something a little while ago on Friday. I sent him this tweet from like the fake. It's like a fake Puck Empire. Account. Yeah, oh, I don't yeah, know, you yeah. know it. But it was dropped. like breaking the Chicago. Yeah, the Chicago Blackhawks are trading oh, Patrick ah. Kane to the Oilers. Fifty <laughs> percent retained. He's like scared me for a second. Holy. Oh my gosh! That <laughs> so is, that I gave him, I gave him a little bit of a scare there. Yeah, so I, I even sent it to my other buddy. All right, but yeah, um, I mean, when it really is going to be weird seeing Kane in a different jersey, he's kind of like one of those players, like Ovechkin and Crosby. You can't imagine them in different jerseys, even McDavid too, and like you can't imagine players like that in just different jerseys. And it's gonna it's gonna be weird if they, I mean. I think they most likely trade Kane. Um, if not, I mean, like, they could maybe try and re-sign him. Maybe Kane actually has a heart for Chicago. Um, I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't, but maybe Kane will want to re-sign with Chicago and want to stay with them. But if he's not going to, they definitely need to trade him. And they need to either they need to either know that Kane wants to stay come trade deadline, or they just need to friggin' trade him. Because if if he says he wants to stay there by trade deadline, then he says he wants to walk in July. The Blackhawks are absolutely screwed. Like, that team is just done. And it's same goes for the trade. If 
they trade Kane, they need to be really freaking careful how they do it because a superstar like Kane, and like he's a level above some of the superstars we've seen get traded in the past couple of days, like Johnny Gaudreau, Jack Eichel, some players that have gotten traded in the past. Well, actually, Gaudreau didn't get traded, but he, he obviously walked. Um, you look at guys like that, Kane, he is the cornerstone for that Blackhawks franchise. And if he, if you trade him away for not enough, you could be determining that franchise's like five to six years off of that Kane trade. So they really need to be careful who and what they get back in return. And I honestly agree. I think the Chikrin um, price might be more ideal for a guy like Patrick Kane, maybe even more, like you said. Uh, my, my price would probably be like two first-round picks, a high-end prospect, a really solid top six forward, and maybe just another minor-type prospect um, for Kane. And the difficult thing is, too, he has a very high salary. Um, he's getting paid like what 10.5, maybe even more than that, right? He's getting paid something astronomical. So uh maybe they need to bring a third team in there and try and decide something with that. But anyways, uh I, th I think they probably do trade him, but the Oilers, I don't see it. I don't really see the Oilers going out for someone like Kane. If they could get Kane, though, that's a freaking cup team right there. Like that's a team that yeah. can just win through offense. Like literally yeah like you stick Kane on either of those top two lines and like that that's a scary thing like imagine you got mcdavid and kane on a line and then or even like mcdavid or not mcdavid uh kane and dreisaitl on a line like just have pairing him with either of those two like players oh my like yeah that, that's that's a scary one-two punch yeah, if like if I wasn't a Blackhawks fan looking at this with the Oilers, that'd be really fun to watch. I'm sure it'd be fun to watch for me anyways, but yeah, it'd be pretty cool. But yeah, I think I don't think he goes to the Oilers though. Um I've seen a lot of rumors of teams that he can go to. There's very few teams that really he that could give up enough for him. I don't think Edmonton's one of them. Um Edmonton would likely have to give up imagine they do a Kane for Kane deal. How about that? Um, yeah, sure. Kane for Evander Kane. It's just an amazing deal. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I really can't imagine it. That's why I'm struggling to talk right now. Um, and it's it's difficult to trade a star player like that. And, um, I mean, yeah, no matter what happens, I hope it, I hope it goes well for Chicago because that fan base is going to go through some rough stuff. And they've already been through some rough stuff the past couple of – yeah. Two years or so, yeah. but I don't. I don't need Jack depressed on every single podcast once <laughs> yeah, Patty gets right. traded. No, <laughs> like, I'm gonna have somebody up. It's gonna be like, oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Same, same thing with the Hawks. They lose Jesus another game. End game losing streak. Haven't won a game yet. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, any last minute thoughts here on Patrick Kane and all that? If you guys got anything? Gonna... The Chicago just better not screw this trade up. Yeah, there's a the way that they can. Yeah. yeah, there's a way that they can, and there's a way that they can't. So yeah. All right. Any last, thinking. any last things you guys want to bring up? Any headlines I didn't talk about? Any things like that? Any news? Uh, I do. I do have the season. Yeah, I do have one thing. Uh. Have you guys, did you guys see the NHL 23 thing yet? 
Apparently, oh, yes. it's been it's been heard that crossplay might be a thing. Okay, people, if, if if it's actually true and people aren't actually speculating the hell on this, I'm gonna be so happy. Um, and I think yeah, yeah. I think the whole hockey world will celebrate because we've been asking for this for God knows how long Years. since NHL came. Shine out. It's been a long yeah. time, but um, I think if they do bring crossplay, that is huge, uh, definitely yeah. for EA. I don't think. I don't think any other sport does any other sports game have crossplay. Uh, uh no. <laughs> I don't, I don't think Madden does. Two K doesn't. Yeah, if so, I think they're the first sports game to have crossplay. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, that'd be clutch. I mean, there might there might be FIFA might have it. I don't know, but um, that would be huge uh, for yeah. EA definitely, and would definitely attract more people to NHL uh, yeah. as a whole. But maybe that, but maybe, I mean, what did the trailer say? The trailer said, like, hockey is better together or something like that. Yeah, hockey is better, to, it better was, together. It was something along those lines. Maybe that actually means there is a, um, what is it called? Is it GM, GM Connected? Yeah, GM yeah. Connected. That's coming. And That'd be if, sweet to get back. If we got that, I would love that. That would be a lot of fun because then we could do, like, mini leagues. Um, that, w- that would be sick. And then yeah. I could just fleece all of you. Yeah. It's <laughs> not going to happen. I mean, it's not going to happen. Carter, buddy. I will fleece you your Winnipeg. Close. I will fleece your Winnipeg Jets. I will trade Please. for Mark Shifley and I'll give you back um, Yan Yannick. You probably don't even know who that is. Dude, the upside on that guy sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, facts. I mean, like, Yannick is honestly an amazing. He's got potential to become. The next Patrick Kane. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, Jack Jack just perked up. <laughs> Jack's ready to go. Jack Bunch, <laughs> Jack's like, all right, Kane to the Coyotes for Yannick. Clutch. Let's do it. That's huge. <laughs> the future of the Hawks. Future facts. All right. Anyways, um, any more things you guys want to add besides the 23 thing? Probably. Nope. All right, nothing else. And, uh, that'll conclude episode number two of the Nordcast. Uh, thank you all very much for watching all the way to the end. This may be a little bit of a longer one. We had some interruptions in between that we won't talk about, but you know, it was it was a good pod. Uh, thank you all very much. It for was watching. because of me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Watching, <laughs> and listening, and coming out. I do appreciate it. And anyways, uh, we'll see you guys in the next podcast. Adios. All right, take care, guys. Bye bye.